What's up, guys? Hey. I don't have a voice. You don't. Where, where is he? <laughs> it went away. Yeah. If you were hearing, witnessing some feedback just now, that was not the radio. That was my voice. No, it, yeah, Jay is going through puberty again for the third time. Fourth time. Oh. I thought it was a fifth. You just got <laughs> hormones on top of hormones on top of hormones. Jesus, man. But uh, welcome back to another episode of Blurs of Bible God. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. I'm your co-host, Jay. Yeah, and then we have a special guest in the building, uh, Mr. Nick Marbury. Nick, how you doing? Nick, what's up, man? He's going to be a little quiet, but uh, yeah, he's here in place of Miriam. Miriam had to take some time off, some personal time I after the weekend that we had. He's, he's a special guest. He's, I wouldn't say he's replacing Miriam. Well, no, I'm just talking about for tonight. Just yeah. the, the background the background voice for tonight is yeah. being replaced. Miriam had to take some personal time, so we have a third voice that we just brought in. And actually, he's a guest. He's just a guest, and we're happy to have him here. Is Miriam like prominent? Does she talk a lot during the? No, she um. It's like color commentator. Kind yeah, of she'll thing. she'll add her two cents here and there, depending on the topic of conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last time when we talked about uh, Legend of Korra, she was like full fledged. Oh yeah, that's when we had like the full on microphones everywhere. Yeah, in, microphones and set. It was a whole setup. <laughs> it was a whole setup. But uh, yeah, this week uh, we we are back for another week of of episodes and debauchery of some sort of. Nonsense, but uh, Jay, how you doing? Uh, how, how you feeling? Man, yeah. I am feeling, I'm, I'm still feeling the euphoria from the weekend. I'm not going to lie. Like, what happened this was, weekend, Jay? It was, we went to space camp. We did go to space camp. We went to space camp, which is not what folks, you think. If folks don't know, it's a Grizz-sponsored uh, event who is a music artist that Jeremy and I both like a lot. Indeed. Um, and he curates two nights of performances with his on hand-picked openers and we just get down and have a good time for the two nights that are there as well as like you know the hours in between we just boogie and have a good time yeah. i don't know how else to describe it than just a, a regular party that you know on 10 the entire time yeah no it was it was a weekend of of loud music as the kids say i hope you guys can't hear that in the background we have a car that's uh backfiring and we pray that you don't. God, I hope that's backfire. <laughs> no, I will be honest with you. That don't sound like backfire. We gonna either, say but... it is, and then because I, I heard an engine after it, so we gonna say it's backfire <laughs> for, <laughs> for the safety. Usually, the engine means they're speeding off. But, hey, but well, it was a backfiring vehicle. It was a backfiring vehicle. We're not gonna worry about that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, but no, man, um, I've, I've been feeling good like that. I'm re- I'm happy to be on the recovery from the weekend as well. You know, look, it has me looking forward to the week. How are you feeling, my friend? This was a different kind of event for you. Yeah, it was it was a bit much for me. I I've learned that the the true EDM scene, electronic dance music scene, isn't necessarily for me. It'd have to be a specifically curated audience and and artists for me. So Grizz is definitely top of that list. And Always. We'll just have to curate it from there. Just people I like. I mean, if we got like brass tracks and uh, big big gigantic and and some other folks that along grammatic, those lines, grammatic, yeah. yeah, along those lines, yeah. Then I would I would have had now a that a, would be a, a greater time. That'd be an experience. That'd be that'd, a whole experience of, of a horns and. Dub stuff and bass, and, and you know, just start, sprinkle a little AJR in there for you, bro. You talk about a dream lineup. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I have no idea what you're talking about. You it's, know, yeah, it's, it's, this, this this is the some of the some of the topic and subject matter that we get into because we love rap music. Not really, we, <laughs> we just love music. Okay, <laughs> Nappy Boy Radio. That's all the podcast <laughs> that we're not a part of. But T Pain, if you want to join our podcast one day, let us know. 
Um, but that is not today's episode. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing a very spoiler-heavy movie that we just saw post-Space oh, Camp. Man. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Major spoiler alerts for Head for the new Spider-Man No Way Home movie that just came out this weekend. I just want to like first address the level of anticipation that has been put behind this one film. Lord have mercy. Ten times that of... Black Widow, yep. of Captain Shang America, Shang-Chi, like all of these stories. All the Marvel TV shows. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just without a doubt, this is bar none the highest like anticipated Marvel movie of the year. I'd Since say. Endgame, I would Since say. Since Endgame, right? And that came like, out of 2018. I'm saying, I'm saying, I mean, credit, all credit to Marvel for building the level of anticipation around this film because honestly, it, it, it set... It, it set the bar. It set a new bar. And then the movie just shattered the bar. Yeah. 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 Man, that Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm already giving it a, I'm ranking it a solid 10 out of 10. It is my favorite Spider-Man movie to date, and that's predating the OG Raimi version, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. That's that's going over, definitely going over uh, Spider-Man number 3. <laughs> uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, and uh, Spider-Man homecoming far from home those are literally spider-man no way home is literally it, it shatters all of those and it's top tier spider-man movie from start to finish let's get started from the beginning of the movie let's go what you got jay i mean from the very beginning like it, it, it introduces it and it sets the tone because you know marvel does this damn thing yep. where they don't introduce the the movie with the avengers or Marvel Universe theme song. Right. It's just straight to dialogue, dialogue while the Marvel uh, entrance comes in. And so you just know from that point that this movie is that ish. It's like, about to pop off. The, the, only time, the only time it did that was like in the movies. In game. Only other time, yeah, it was in game. When it was just silence and we went straight straight into It was straight into the movie. We would say Marvel, the directors, Kevin Feige, all of them were just like, no, we're not going to give you show. any fanfare. We're not going to give you any music. We're just going to say from minute from second number one, we are getting into this movie because we got a lot to tell you and we got a lot to show you. And that's exactly and, what it was. Cause and it was two, two and, and a half, half hours, hours to do it. We got two, two and, and a half, half hours. hours to do it. And oh, I swear to God, movie. like my fa- overall, my favorite thing about this is like the level of detail and the level of information that they managed to, to weave seamlessly, effortlessly, yep. but so comprehensively. But then also into the, the two and a half hours, and man. also didn't make it feel like two and a half hours. It made it feel like no you, time no. was not a concept no. by the end of that movie. You really didn't realize we got in that we got into that theater at ten forty five. We left at about one thirty. We didn't even realize it was one thirty until we got into the car, and no, it was like, oh wow, all. it's it's midway through the afternoon. Good lord! And this movie has entertained us the entire time. The entire time. The entire time. And I mean, like. Because, like, I mean, like, there was just, there was maybe, like, three big reveals or three big moments that, like, really impacted this, impacted, like, the course of this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, first, you got, like, all right, Tom and Doctor Strange, like, that whole thing happened. Well, no, first you gotta start with, no, you first gotta start off with the ramifications of what happened from Spider-Man Far From Home at the very end where Mysterio said, yo, Spider-Man was trying to kill me, and I want you guys to know... The true identity of Peter Park uh, of Spider Man yeah. is Peter Parker yeah. showing his face. We got J. Jonas Jameson, who was an actual a prominent part of this movie. My man said that he looked like the dude from InfoWars. Background, <laughs> <laughs> everything, the headlines, 
lines, it looked just like Infowars. Man, it, which is up. so true because like you see it like it's like, when he, like a basement yeah. setup. It was like when he first got started, like he was still trying to do the podcast and still small kind of deal with uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. It was yeah. like I'm in this, I'm in my garage with yeah. the green screen and the yeah. table. Yeah. But then like you see his whole his whole empire grows because he's gotten popular with exposing yeah. Peter Parker as Spider Man, yeah. and he's gotten part he's gotten more popular with the people. So he goes yeah. from that small little garage to being in a whole movie studio, not movie studio, but like a news he gets studio. A whole, he gets a whole studio, a whole operation with interns and cameras and. Yeah. So to like not get off topic, but it, the James, the James Jonas, uh, Jonason that was in yeah um, this uh, Spider Man. Yep. Is he the same one from the first? From the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yeah. So it's the same. It's the same actor, but it's a different universe. So James different J. Jonah. Jonah Jameson. Jameson. Yeah. Okay. But J. Jonah Jameson is still the leader of the Daily Bugle. Yeah. Oh, okay. And this is instead of it being the Daily Bugle newspaper, it's the DailyBugle.com. Okay. So it's a whole website. So, like, it, so it is exactly like Infowars, yeah. basically. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's the way that you got that <laughs> drop and then the next drop, which would and be... I mean, the- you immediately have the ramifications of that because, like, as soon as as soon as soon Peter dropped uh, MJ down into the ground, you see all these people going around here. It's like, are you Spider-Man's boyfriend? Are you Spider-Man's girlfriend? But, but, uh, you going to do this, Peter Parker? Like, da, 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 da. Right, right, Trying to right. get all around them, and they had to escape that. They were, like, see them trying to escape, get caught with uh, Aunt May and Happy. They're trying to get, like, they're figuring out that, oh, crap, Peter Parker is now Spider-Man, and everyone knows this, and what are we going to do about that? And it just gives them the idea, like, what do we do? We're losing our chances to go to, like, we can't even get to MIT now because we're all seen as criminals at this point. Which is so messed up. And, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, it makes... It, it really does, like, gives it the perfect Spider-Man moment. He's like, all right, full sacrifice, full stop for yep. everybody that I love. Let me make sure that no one remembers that I'm Spider-Man. And that was, that's what brings him to Doctor Strange. Well, and before like, I brought him to Doctor Strange, we had to get some legal issues out the way because he had to go to the TV. Well, he had to go to the police officers and say, I did not kill Mysterio. I'm a good guy. He had right, to clear his name. Right. And we had to find a certain lawyer that came to his apartment oh. and be like, hey, I can help you because you're a minor. You don't actually get in trouble, and you can't get caught for this. And uh, it was so subtle, I even forgot about it. Yep. Honestly, honestly, we had a certain blind lawyer that has been in the Hell's Kitchen of New York that we've all seen before. Mister, previously played by Mister Keanu Reeves. No, no, Ben Affleck played. Ben Affleck. Him. Ben Affleck. <laughs> but, oh, really? but the yeah. but the, but the, but the really? most famous yeah. but the most famous iteration that everybody loves is the Charlie Cox version on yeah. Netflix. Yep. Daredevil has made his return as the. As the lawyer, as as uh, gets, uh, uh, Matt Murdock, that's his name. Yeah, that that gets Spider Man off and is able to free him. Oh, free man. Man. It happened so quickly though, and I yep. forgot about yep. it. Yep, I actually did forget about that. And then we even see like him still using his his uh, his little sonar powers when you see the brick fly into the yeah, window. He, he catches grabs it. That bitch, he grabs that hoe. And it was like, how did you do that? He was like, I felt it. And it was like, we know damn well you know how to do that. Yep. <laughs> Yep. So Daredevil now exists in the uh, in, in MCU. the MCU, but also so does uh, Kingpin. For all of you Hawkeye fans who haven't yep. seen the new episode yeah, yet, you need to keep up with Hawkeye. I swear, because I mean, they they tied that literally directly right there, right there on right the same there. week. I'm like, good lord, that that's that's wow it's timing. But it's now, but timing. then that does lead us into uh, Peter getting the idea of going to Doctor Strange, so that everyone can forget that Spider Man exists and Spider or Peter Parker does not exist. And that kind of that goes awry very quickly. Yeah, because we got we have to get specifics I, of who needs to be remembered and who can't remember. And I needed I need Doctor Strange to have given him a bit more direction on how to make this spell before he made the spell. We should have because I mean yeah, Doctor Strange he was just ready to to 
to act. Yeah. Like, he was just he, like ready to go. No he didn't yeah. do no planning, no questions. No, no nothing. specifics. He was like, I need you to write. Like, I would have, I would have sat him down and be like, all right, who do you want to remember you as Spider Man? Who not? But I mean, if we did get that, then we wouldn't have gotten the movie that we got. No. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, Doctor Strange was so ready to just put all the blame off on Peter, like, acting like. Because he was so young, which he for, he did admit that I forget that you're yeah, so young. Like, you're 17 going on 18. But That's literally. Come on, Steven. You're the, one of the smartest men in the world, in the universe. At this point, he is the smartest man. Job, though. Like, you, you think you say, I saved the world. I'm not going to think of you as a child. And it, I mean that's also that's, that's also how Stephen thought too. Yeah, he was that's like, the point that he makes. I he was just, like, "You helped me save the world. Please just call me Stephen." In retrospect, <laughs> in twenty twenty with twenty twenty vision, you know, like you just like you're just like Stephen. Don't put it off all on my boy Peter. Like, right. Don't put it all on my right. Peter. I mean, you're also a grown man doing these things for a child at this point. It's yep. like, yep. I mean, he calls him sir nonstop. He's yeah. like, no, we so save please, the universe. Please do not call me sir. <laughs> call See, that kind of ties into what we were talking about. We were talking about the last movie when you said it showed him like he wasn't ready to take the responsibilities of trusting Mysterio. He don't know this man. That's true. Him right. starts, uh, that yeah. You know, give him Tony Stark's technology because right, right. And I mean, it, again, it speaks to his, his the youthness. And I was talking to Nick about it this. It also like, speaks though. to his innocence. Yeah, as, 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 as a, Peter as Parker. A, as a, yeah, <laughs> but his. Literally, we've got like from the first three, we got to see the the crazy amount of transformation that he has gone through mm-hmm. as a young man that just starts off as like literally the friendly, the friendly neighborhood Spider Man, and then like you know he goes. Obviously, we get Avengers and all that too. Which yeah. We're not even talking about how that. I mean, we we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, but no, like continue. I mean, continue on with the with the story. I mean, that that's basically the the tipping point of how this this whole story comes comes to fruition. And you got Doctor Strange who messes up the spell, but also he thought he encaptured, encaptured it into that orb. Turns out that some people got through the gate while he was trying to do that spell. Yep. First off on that bridge scene that we've all seen in the previews with uh, our man, Dr. Otto Octavius, coming the through. The original yeah. Otto Octavius. Yeah, he came through. He, You see him pop up and all you hear is, hello, Peter. Just and looking for Spider-Man. Yep, and like, where are you? That whole fight sequence was dope. Uh, going through that and then all of a sudden you hear like oh crap there's like you got the Peter tingle and he's saying oh my god there's someone else on this bridge and yeah you hear the 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 menacing laugh you see the the pumpkin bomb and the beautiful reprisal of his of, his of Willem Dafoe yeah he, he made his comeback and it was I mean it's chef's on kiss on point man like what I love is the mental health aspect that they add to it mm-hmm. at feast for his character oh yeah no they made I mean and I kind of, it's, it's, com- it's in the comic book. It's from the comic book, but also like from the OG Spider-Man movies. He like, he dealt with that same thing. It's yep. like, it was basically the dissociative identity disorder. It's yep. like, you have these two beings. It's just that because it is a comic book story, it's like the, the evil being is on a heightened level with heightened strength and agility at this yep. point. Yep. And so it's you a have, super soul. Yeah. it's a super soul. Yeah. You have, I mean, I, and I think that's, that's essentially where all of our main problems come to with villains is that they want to recreate the super soldier serum that created Captain America. Often. And so, so often, that's how, right. that's one, that's how we got the Hulk because yep. that's what, uh, yep. that's what Bruce Banner was trying to do. Yep. That's how we got Red Skull in the first movie because yep. he was actually the, the first person to actually do it. Um, Don't forget Black, uh, the, uh, what's his name? Um, from, the 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 other the other black uh, Captain America that could have been Captain America yeah and uh, and Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah yep. he, like he was a test I mean that and that was just a uh, parallel to like the Tuskegee experiments yep yep <laughs> um, but then you also have like like we just said with um 
<laughs> with Green Goblin. He Green was trying Goblin. to create a super super old soldier serum so that he can cure the world. But instead of that, he became crazy and became the Green Goblin with with deformities, <laughs> essentially. And I mean, that's that's kind of where like a bunch and just in comic books in general, that's where all of these villains and and different storylines kind of pop so up. Is like, hey, so we need often. to recreate the super soldier serum because we have the one perfect super soldier. Let's do it again. Every and we can't do it again because there's only one Steve Rogers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going forward with the movie, what else do we have? I mean, just trying to skip through so we, like, I mean, the keep highlights it within time. Of this film, I mean, like, there, there's so, so many, many highlights. So <laughs> many highlights. And, uh, do you want to go, through, go, go straight to the, the big reveals? I mean, I'm thinking that Ned got magic, and then what happened after Ned gets magic? Ned got magic. First of all, just a quick, quick little spiel. Ned, he, he even he claimed it. He said, "My family says we have magic." My man manifested Dr. the magic. Yeah, Doctor Strange was like, "You need to go talk to your physician about that." If you got tingly fingers in your hands, and it's like, mm. I don't know. My boy got magic. Which we I we found was funny that out. He's a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but like we got that Ned has magic and he was just like I want to bring Peter home we see him open an open a portal which, which why does he want to bring Peter home because Peter has uh, unfortunately we 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 finally get our phrase of all Spider-Man phrases with great power, power there comes. must always come great responsibility which also means the death of certain aunts of ma- and uncles and, yeah it always comes after that yeah Without fail. From the OG, we have Uncle Ben, who said it in the car, and then about 10 minutes later, he dies from the gunshot. We all yep. had the same thing from The Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. This time, unfortunately, we have Aunt May hot fighting. Hot Aunt May. So sad. Open the silence for Hot Aunt May. Yep, because she is dead. She she is no longer with us, unfortunately. That's because it, it is very it, it really was it really it's was very, I, but i mean I it also see, i didn't freaking see it coming it, i didn't either but it like it showed the 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 lack of remorse that green goblin had in this movie especially for her to bring him it's because of him that he's here it's because of her that, she, that he's even still right, here right and and he just yeets her with the freaking uh, with the goblin uh glider yep, yeah yeah and yep. Ah, uh, this it, that was that was one of the hardest parts to watch for me, and it, it that whole that whole theater fell silent when that happened too. Oh yeah, the whole theater oh, fell yeah. silent. We oh, had an active audience this time. I was happy about that. I mean, the theater that we watched Sidebar. it in by itself was amazing. <laughs> oh, that oh too. my gosh, the Dolby. Yeah, but um, but while Peter is grieving because of his uh because of the death of Aunt May, we uh we have Ned and MJ trying to find him because mm-hmm. we need to figure out what to do. We understand that. I mean, it's gone, but we also have these bigger problems to face, and we'll we'll deal with grieving later. Afterward. Yep. <laughs> and so Ned is basically saying, "I just want Peter to come home." Waves his hand, and we see a spark from the portal. And MJ was like, "Wait, wait, wait, do that again." It's like, "I want Peter to come home," and he starts doing a circle. Yep. And all of a sudden, you just like, "I want Peter, Peter, come home, Peter, come home." You see the 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 circle, the teleport circle open, and you see. A figure in the background. Of, it kind of looks like a very sad Peter. Right, in, and in like he's alley. just kind of he's just like in the alley walking around. But all of a sudden, you turn around, you see um, you see big buggy. That's what what I saw first was the big buggy spider eyes, and then you see him wave and I the type the, of wave he did. Posture. It was the posture and the wave the that was posture. like, oh wait, this hold is up, tall. hold he up. He starts running toward the circle. He comes through the circle. Dear Lord, it's Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield Spider Man, and he's denied it for so long, saying, "I'm not in this movie. I'm not in this movie. I'm not in this movie." <laughs> and he comes through. He takes off the mask. It's Andrew freaking Garfield. And it's just like, "What's up, guys? 
I heard you looking for Peter Parker, and it was like, uh, yeah, who the hell are you? I'm Peter Parker. <laughs> I was like, no. And then, like, he has to prove to himself that he is Spider- He has to prove to MJ and that that he's Spider-Man. He Mostly MJ. Ceiling. Mostly Right. MJ. He's just like, I need you to crawl. We had the whole funny scene with Grandma trying to clean the cobwebs. Spider-Pig was on the wall. Spider-Pig was on the wall, and we got we got a Spider-Pig. Spider-Pig. Exactly. Spider-Pig. <laughs> uh, but then also, we say, hey, we, we tried again. Ned was like, and MJ was like, hey, try it again. We need to find Peter. And we hear... All right, I want Peter back. I want to bring Peter back. I want to bring Peter back. Herb opens up another circle. It's behind him this time, but you see another figure walk through with uh, with a slightly flatter hair, a little bit older, a little bit older, a little bit wiser. One that we've seen, I haven't seen in almost twenty years. Mister Toby McGuire has come Man. back as OG Peter Parker. I admire Kevin Feige's idea, like his vision, so freaking much. That was. It was it was a beautiful so moment. Much. Crowd cheered. The crowd cheered. Like, they did. They it was, did. It was dope. They did. They did. It was. I mean, it's an iconic like, part of the entire like Spider Verse. It's literally it's, like the yeah. most like well known Spider Man that anybody. He's the beginning. Literally, he, he was, literally. I mean, I understand that Blade was a lot of like doors opening for comic book movies, but the original Spider Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire that introduced majority of the comic book lovers. Yeah. I mean, Love allowed, for comic books it, at that it, point. It allowed for room for other comic books to potentially be made. Like right. they made like the, the original Fantastic Four. Uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, Fantastic Four you got uh, Daredevil during X-Men. that time. X Men during that time. Mm-hmm. Like I forgot about Daredevil. That was like, trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have, you have your wins and your losses. That was an incredible. Hold. They yeah. could have kept those. I'm sorry. You know, uh, we don't talk about Robert Norton. Okay. Oh, Edward Norton. Yeah. Edward Norton. Yeah. So him or uh, or uh, the other Ang Lee, <laughs> the Hulk. Yeah, two thousand three Hulk. That was. We don't talk about that one either. We don't talk about that one either. But no, I mean, we we got we had three Peter Parkers, three Spider Man. They finally see each other. Interacted. The way they interacted was exactly how you expected them to interact. And it was like you have these three smart men looking at each other. Hey, we have the same name, and it was funny. Like one of the funny parts when they were in the lab, and Ned went, "Hey, Peter, all of them, yeah, yeah." Yeah. Parker. Yeah. <laughs> uh the Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Computer. Was, I mean it, it was like on par with like the the, the Spider-Man meme, you know. And technically like, they do do that point. They t- when they were talking about uh pi- um who's what? Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, that whole oh, argument. Yeah. They were pointing at each other like who, like who's okay, it? and then that's okay. when Andrew Garfield was like Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, 3. <laughs> you know, and that, that's the thing, like, he, like that's the, fan service self-deprecating acknowledgement, right? right? And, and you have like, he was essentially saying, "I understand, I'm the lesser of the three Spider-Men. I wasn't the most popular, but I'm here, and I'm dealing with it, and <laughs> right. I'm and I'm still showing up. Damn it, right? And it was that, and there was also the conversation, and it's, this has been memed as well. The conversation of Tobey Maguire having uh-huh. organic webs versus Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland having the uh, mech, the mech. I love how they acknowledged the weirdness and creepiness it was like, behind. Wait, dude, how, how? What? what? Do you make it in your body? It was like, like what? Wait, so where do, you, where, where do your webs come from? It was like, we, we create them. We, we create the web In shoes. a lab. In, in a, a lab. Yeah, it was like, I did it in lab. It was like, and Peter and uh, Tom Holland was like, yeah, and I, I, I just kind of made it in, in science class. And then he was just like, yeah, no, it just comes out of my wrist. And it was like, does it come out of anywhere else? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
But uh, that, like, we got that. We had them like figuring out how to work as a team, and literally, they both, all of them, was like, well, except for Tom, um, you had Toby and, and Andrew. They were both like, I've never worked as a team because literally, they had their own. They had movies. never ever heard of the Avengers. Yeah, like, yeah I worked with the Avengers. Like, yeah, who's that? Is that a band? <laughs> You're in a band. <laughs> Yeah, that and like them just fighting, fighting the uh, essentially the Sinister Six. It's the Sinister Five because we haven't gotten all of them yet. Kingpin's not there yet. Kingpin or uh, Craven the Hunter, who technically is part of the Sinister oh, Six as well, yeah. well which was technically it. supposed to be this this movie, but um, we'll probably get it. Sooner. Who was the so we had Lizard, mm-hmm. we had Sandman, yep, we had Green Goblin, yep, we had Doctor Octopus, yep. and we had um, Electro. Electro, yep. What other villain was supposed to be added? Because, so like I said, technically it was just the Sinister Five. If they did the actual Sinister Six, it would have been either Rhino or right. uh, or Craven the Hunter. And Rhino was in Amazing Spider-Man Amazing Two. Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. Well, it would have been nice, honestly. But if we got like Paul G. Might have come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like going. I mean, going through that final sequence of the three Spider-Man fighting the Sinister Five at this point, which just came up on you so fast for two hours. You would think, I would say after two hours, it still came up on you out of right, nowhere. Yeah, right, right. They were like, oh, shit. We're like, oh, we're fighting. Oh, right. we're fi- final battle. All yeah, right. We, we All are right. here. All right. And I mean, like, the when they finally figure out, hey, let's work as a team, like that first intro of like them swinging together and like pulling oh. each other with their webs. And, oh. Ah. Ah. He's like, I worked on a team. Perfect. The Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> you were in a band? <laughs> No, but, yeah, that, the but then moment. I mean you also saw in the trailer that uh MJ falls off of the scaffolding and uh we see Tom trying to reach for her. Well in the movie, Green Goblin decides he wants to sideswipe my man Tom and T-bone we missed that like, point. Straight out the way. Yeah, and you think all all is lost. MJ is about to fall to the ground. All of a sudden you see Andrew Garfield. Redeems He's like, himself. Nope, I'm not gonna let that happen again. He caught, he caught her. He made Full sure to catch her first and then web sling and then hit the ground. Instead of just like instead of grabbing her. Yep, no, breaking he, her freaking He learned neck. from his mistakes. When I tell you that crowd went wild on that point, the crowd went freaking wild. Insane. And then he looked at her, he was like, Are you okay? She said, Yeah. He looked she looked at him. I teared up. I freaking teared up. I was, oh, up. I was I definitely yeah. Because she looked back at him and he was like, Are you okay? He said, because yeah. he saw he saw Mary, he saw he uh, saw uh, Gwen yeah he saw Gwen Stacy and her so yeah. hard so Man. hard woo but like that movie like also woo. also I love how they basically rewrote the history books for all three endings. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like everybody everybody else, instead of all of them dying, they literally they, like they were they're like, back to normal exactly. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, because like. You know, I don't think I really realized, I never really realized how dark the first uh, Spider-Man was. Well, the first like, two iterations of Spider-Man, literally all their villains die. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. And I, you know, I just didn't, exactly. I didn't really get Because it was like comic book and lighthearted. And like, you think the villains, they're just gone. That's it. Right. Because the villains are gone. You don't have to worry right. about that. But I mean, except for like Green Goblin. But I mean, you obviously see him get stabbed with his own well, body. My man got, my man got split in half. Yeah, yeah. That was... Yeah. You didn't realize it was a dark because it was like Spider Man, he won, yay! Right. So I was like, right. yeah, but right. no, like no, my, my dude got split in half. He's on glider, <laughs> and like the dude before, the dude at the beginning of the first one, like ends up just falling off and like going splat casually, casually. <laughs> and they acknowledge that in the next in in this one, you know, like they really acknowledge like how that happened. I was like, and oh wait, up, and fucked up Tobey Maguire. He was like, real deal. 
Like the first night I was ever Spider Man, like low on the low, I killed a motherfucker, yeah. and like this had me messed up. Like, like I, I, I was not the same. Like he had an existential crisis. He was not able to to, to web swing mm-hmm. on the second movie. Like mm-hmm. he even said that it was like I actually had a web block because I was having an existential crisis. Like they had they addressed it in really cool ways, and then they like all right, so now there that's a, what happened. Now we're gonna do it different. Right now there is a theory because there is kind of a plot hole of why Electro knows that Peter Parker that. Uh, Andrew Garfield was Peter Parker because technically he didn't from the end of uh, Make Spider-Man 2 he was just a lackey to uh, but he like realized it uh, to, but to Green he, he realized it like he was like Green Goblin's lackey in Amazing Spider-Man 2 which was uh, Harry right, Osborn right um, but there was a apparently there was there may be a deleted scene or it's just um, kind of like it was a scene that wasn't really manifested is that basically what happened between between the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2 and essentially Spider-Man No Way Home mm-hmm. was that Electro finally did find out because after the end of... You remember Andrew Garfield said that he went to some dark places too after yep. Spider-Man yep. 2. And yep. There's a possibility that he killed his best friend. when he was talking. That's when he was talking to Dad. It was like, please don't kill your best friend. Oh. And yeah, because I had to kill my best friend. Because, I mean, the same thing happened with, uh, with, well, so with Tobey Maguire. Like, Harry, his Harry died because he was they were fighting each other because right. he became the Goblin. Right. Right. It was like, hey, right. please don't kill your best friend. Your best friend is going to, don't, uh, if your best friend comes evil, please don't kill him. Right. So I'm pretty certain Andrew Garfield, he did that with his goblin, just right. the same as Tobey Maguire did Ooh, that. That's fair. And yeah, so that's what he's saying. Absolutely. He went to those dark places, and that's why we got, like, that's why they're both saying they were like in some pretty dark places. We don't want Tom Holland to get to that place. Right. Even right. though he was about to, like, murk. Murk. Her goblin <laughs> picked up his his glider was he about was to ready. stab him yeah, to on. death. Full on, full on, Ooh. full on. Nope, nope, nope. There, like, like nope. even even there. Norman, even Norman Osborn when he was Norman, he was like, I'm in this new universe. I don't have a son. I don't have a family. Oscorp doesn't exist. Nope. Which uh, that 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 solidifies in the MCU that Oscorp does not exist yep. yet. Yep. So or it may just may not like exist Harry at all. Osborne very well may come up in college, which right. is like where we're, we're which is where we're headed. Maybe if Tom Holland makes more movies, I he he has to like he signed that contract. It's that okay. Sony contract that he's making more movies and Spider Man Four is in development. And I know for a fact that Kevin Feige is not going to let go no, of this cash no, grab. Neither fair. is Amy Pascal, who's the producer of Sony. That's They're fair. not going to let go of this cash grab, even if he does say he wants to go behind the camera. He can he can do that. He can be a producer and a director and like direct himself kind yeah. of order. So yeah. he can. He can still yeah. do that that's fair he, yeah. but you know what I did see yeah. Andrew Garfield might be getting some more work finally yeah, as, no, I as, did Spi- see as Spider-Man yeah. like I, I saw that there's like a re- no legitimately he got so much love like fan love from all the people that in the that watched this most recent film mm-hmm. already that they're like deeply considering like, it please Sony bring back the Amazing Spider-Man Let, at least give us an Amazing Spider-Man 3 so that we can have a trilogy for all three Spider-Man that would be nice like or like even give me like a Amazing Spider-Man and Friends. Oh yeah, like introduce yeah. like we could introduce some of like the X-Men universe like within it. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, we got it depends on the universe that we want to bring in and all that. Because what is um, what's your face is uh, Phoenix? Um, the X-Men Fe- Rise of the Phoenix with uh, Joe Jonas's wife. Oh, so we turn to that. I mean, that's yeah, still so Fox. That's still Fox. So yeah. it's like outside of the. the and whole I mean, thing. I, no, that Fox deal just ended. And I mean, that's why the X-Men are still are. They're basically on the table now, so they can't be introduced to the MCU at this point because right. after like they'd have to do an ass pull to pull them in at this point though. So what? I said it'd be kind of like an ass pull to pull them in at this point, wouldn't it? 
Like, the, like last, like thought about it last minute, just tried to pull them in. I mean, you could, but well, I mean, no, that's that. I mean, they're taking their time. I mean, the the next obvious thing that we're getting, and uh, before we wrap wrap things up with the uh, episode, last, the, I know the next obvious thing that we're getting, other than Ant Man and the Wasp and King the Conqueror, is um, Fantastic Four, and that's right, like, and that's that's already right. Fit and, in to right, and that'll fit in with you, and that'll and fit in, Conqueror. and that's in New York yeah. too, so that'll right. fit in well with whatever uh, Peter. So I mean, and that and that kind of. Can sort of also lead to mutants being born, either with either with Scarlet Witch and her her side because she was actually she technically is a mutant in the MCU. Yeah, because she was created with the Mind Stone. Yeah, she was created with the Mind Stone, but also it can be created with how the Fantastic Four created with this with that space rock that space explodes rock, yeah. and space, it can actually yeah, be like they can bring activity. that radioactivity back to Earth mm-hmm. and spread that across the world. So there's multiple ways that they can introduce the, the X Men to the MCU. We just don't know yet, positively. But I know for a fact that we are getting Fantastic Four because somebody bought the Avengers Tower. We just don't know yet. And apparently it wasn't Osborne because Oscorp hasn't been invented yet, right. nor does it exist. So it could be the Baxter Building, right? which is the parents of the Baxter children. Who's the... Um, Mr. Strange. Invisible Girl, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Invisible Girl's dad. Isn't his son like OP, though? Oh, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic and, and Sue Storm, they're... Their child is like their child, and then they're, they're, they're well, it's guards here, but then it like leads all the way down. Like Reed Richards and Sue Storm are basically the great 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 grandparents of King the Conqueror. His name is Nat Richards, something like that. Huh? He's he is essentially uh, King the Conqueror is essentially the great. Great, 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 great grandson of Reed Richards and Sue Storm. That's how. That's that's why I'm saying that the Fantastic Four kind of does lead all into all of this. Yeah, Kang yeah. Conquer because he's a time god. Yeah, villain at this point. Yeah, it's essentially it's it's a, it's a complicated history. I'll yeah, have to I mean, read back up. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that yeah. some more off off type. But we can go on and on. We can go on and on. And what we're gonna do now is take a quick break. And uh, you're gonna hear a word from our sponsor, Anchor, and then we'll be right back with the weekly blurb. We'll be right back, guys. It's time for the Weekly Blurb! Alright, and we are back, 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 back. Back. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, alright. Uh, yeah, welcome back to Blurb to Bible God. It's time for the Weekly Blurb, and uh, Jeremy's going first, so Jeremy, go. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> right. Um... Well, this week it's uh, the week of Christmas. It's a time of families coming together, but we the also Christmas cheer is abounding. Yeah, we have to get ready for spending time go. with family and coming from across the the countries and cities and states. And we all have to remember that this is the second year in a row that we are dealing with a pandemic, panini, panerner, panorama, panera bread, panera bread, all of the above. But yeah, we just want to let you guys know that we over here at Blurred's Five of God want you to be safe for the holidays. We want you to also take time, take the time out if you do, if you haven't already. Uh, go get your booster shot if you haven't gotten your booster shot yet. If you haven't gotten the the initial COVID test shots yet, get those. I mean, you're, you're about to spend time with people that you may have seen last week, but also haven't seen in a couple months. 
And exactly. especially if you're going to go see your grandparents or anybody at least over the age of 50 that are more susceptible to getting hit with diseases, not just COVID, just but be anything safe. else that makes them vulnerable after potentially contracting that disease. I mean, right. My grandfather is already so nervous to be around my aunt and uncle because of the Omicron variant. Right, because, and I mean, that's the newest variant that's out there, and yep. we just saw recently how hard it hit New York. Like, yep. I, I just finished watching an episode of Saturday Night Live, and they had to change the entire episode yep. because Omicron was just so After high. they've been back. After they've, After been, they've back. been back. Yeah, the whole city's been back. And Paul Rudd, who was a host, it was him, Tina Fey came back, Tom Hanks, Keenan Thompson, and Michael Che. Those were the only five people in the cast that were on camera. Oh, and the uh, and two the of the studio. bandmates in the studio. I mean, we also had like very minimal crew members there to like sure. shoot the shoot the camera and do the cue cards and everything. But other than that, you had the smallest the the bare bone bare bones crew to make it happen there in New York because they still were able to work, but it was still keeping it safe with like I said the Omicron variant that's taken over. But we also still have the Delta variant that's already across this country, and we're right. still dealing with that. So right. stay safe, stay positive and being healthy stay negative with covid <laughs> please so we can all spend time with our families so we can sing so we can have food have gifts and just be able to spend quality time with with each other um other than that like i said go get your shots go get tested often if you don't want to get your shots go get tested often go get tested frequently get your booster if you already have your two shots go get your booster shot it just makes you even safer like jay said early like early on in the podcast we just came from virginia and we were all, all three of us myself jay and miriam were triple vaxxed like we made sure that we were safe to go we had our masks on when needed we made sure we were in a place that was safe and everybody there was vaccinated or has been vaccinated or safe to be in that in, in that arena right and that was with over three thousand people and yep. we want you all to stay safe so that you are able to do things like that also to go out and like i said and just i'm just keep repeating myself because it's it's important that we just need to stay healthy for the holidays but not just for the holidays for a healthier america a healthier world so that we can get back to some type of normal and that's why I'm going to cut my weekly blurb short because I think I hit the nail on the head and I'm going to end it there. And that's uh, what you got for me. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. We definitely do need to stay safe. And yes, I sir. hope that all of our listeners are staying safe, either by, you know, taking your CDC precautions, either by uh, doing, take, getting vaccinated, either by the Janssen or by the uh, Pfizer or by the Moderna, whatever what means that you can manage to get vaccinated. We just, we highly encourage it because we do know that it does save lives. Um, on another note, you know, like Jeremy mentioned earlier that we got back from a two day concert from one of our favorite artists, Grizz. Yay! And I'm going to talk a little bit about Grizz because I have gotten the pleasure to see him uh, develop as an artist Yay. over the last six or seven years. I was going to say just about like, a decade at this point for you. Well, no, I started listening to him in 2015. That was the first time I'd ever heard him. It was right after his Good Will Prevail tour had started. My favorite album. I never got to see it. And I mean, he performed at Zydeco, bro. Like he performed at ah. Zydeco, which is like a really small venue in, in the city of Birmingham, mm-hmm. which most of our listeners know about. And I mean, honestly, probably don't associate with a major artist that has grown to the level of fame and, you know, 
attention that Grizz has at this point. I mean, Homeboy kind of really started out on a really small scene. I mean, he performed in small clubs in Auburn. He perform- He's from Michigan, so he performed locally there. And, like, he had a very small run of two- of college town tours mm-hmm. before he ever got into his, like, big scene. And a lot of him, so- a lot of people associated with him this, uh, with this guy named Pretty Lights, who is a, a very talented musician. Okay. Um, who I think that you would enjoy a great deal, honestly, because of, like, how, um, you know, it, it it's super... It's super vibey in the in this, and it has a lot of instrumental an instrumental nature to it. But it's also super, um, you know, EDM culturey as mm-hmm. well. Um, but Grizz, really, I've gotten to see him go grow from having a very minimal stage setup with like you know maybe one or two screens at max mm-hmm. to what we saw this weekend. Oh boy. At Hampton Coliseum, which is his first stadium like run of shows that he's ever done since in his entire career. And I think that he blew it out of the water. Um, Folks, if you haven't ever listened to him, he's had actually a few commercials, uh, uh, songs on commercials, you know, on a McDonald's commercial, on Apple commercial. Um, on, I'm pretty sure there was like a time when he, his saxophone, I heard his I saxophone. I think it was a, it was probably a, like an NFL commercial or, uh, or, an or college football. I think it was an NBA commercial. I think, no, I think, I think you're right. It may be like an NBA finals commercial. I'm pretty sure I, it wasn't. Yeah, it was, NBA, if not him, it was big, big gigantic. It was Between one those of the two. two. It was yeah. one of the two. Not, yeah. Now that I, now that you said that, I, I can he's see like, it in my head. He's known for, um, playing the saxophone and dubstep. And I mean, that's basically what I can boil it down to. That's what grabbed like, my attention. Is like this man comes with the funk and the jazz, and then he brings like the the bassy dubs and wubs that I love, and I mean it's honestly a, a, an amazing amalgamation of two different genres of music that can complement each other when well when mm-hmm. uh, combined. And I Not think correctly. that yeah, and I mean he's so talented. The man has shaped and reshaped his 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 um, sound and refined it after reshaping it because like he really did come in with a different vibe and has like really evolved into this other um into this other artist that is becoming so wildly popular across so many different um sub subcultures of music right. which is like I think really cool and I, I encourage folks to really check him out he's on Spotify he's on Apple Music he's on SoundCloud he's on YouTube Grizz G-R-I-Z um, his real name is Grant and I mean he, he, he dude brings the funk and like if you like funky music if you like to have a good time uh, if you like, I mean, it, I mean it, he's it's overwhelmingly bit. happy music. I mean, and like, he's the, he's literally the definition to play that funky music, white boy. Truly, <laughs> like, truly, truly. He brings the funk. He brings the bass, bro. Yes. Like, uh, and, and he brings like a a really heightened level of joy. And like his, his whole model is show love, spread love. And I I really appreciate him for what he brings in in terms of you know the positivity uh, that is necessary within music. And I and I think that. Folks, that if you check him out, you'll enjoy it. I mean, he's got he's got female rappers on his label. He's got male rappers on his label. He's got like all sorts of different other artists. Like it's not just like a, the the typical kind of EDM where there is no words or anything. No, it's, just, it. it's it's it definitely has lyrics and 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 substance to it. And it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's it's dope as a whole. And uh, yeah. But no, I the, I'll just take my moment to hype him up. And uh, if you check him out, I hope you enjoy it. Grace, come on the show. Boy. But, uh, <laughs>
But uh, no, Jay, we appreciate that, and we appreciate everybody who listens every week. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, other than that, people, Jay, where can the people find us? You can find us on our Instagrams. Mine is at jw zero two eight three, and I'm at jbear three two nine five. Or you could find us on our Blurred Survival Guide social media platforms on Instagram at Blurred Survival Guide, on Facebook at Blurred Survival Guide, on TikTok and Twitter at Blurred Guide. Uh, or you can email us at blurredsurvivalguide at gmail.com. Remember, you can shop with us at Redbubble. You can search at, well, not at, you can search Blurred Survival Guide. Merry Christmas to everybody this week. Make sure you get all your gifts out and everything. And other than that, keep, keep surviving, surviving everybody. everybody. Listen to the theme song. Step into the spotlight, survival is true. Birds come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blur Survival Guide. Two guys, two mics, our producers. Step into the spotlight, survival is true. Birds come and take a seat with the